0: Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Well, the screen is up, and if you have a memory here at St. Basil the Great, uh, you know that indicates uh, Catholic Charities Weekend for all of us, okay? And many of you woke up this morning, and you said, boy... I hope it's Catholic Charities Weekend. And since you were hoping, we delivered, all right? Before we get into that, a few things. First, I just, was I was sitting in the sanctuary, I was thinking to myself, you know, Father Jeff and Deacon Rob, they both were ordained only eight months ago. So only eight months, and I feel like they're doing such a great job. So good job, both of you guys. Even though Father Jeff got distracted by the lights. We won't remember that part, it's fine. So before I get into Catholic Charities, I do think that it's kind of be like a spiritual crime if you come to Mass and you don't get a little reflection on the Scriptures to help you continue to grow closer to the Lord in many ways. I'm going to give a short homily. We'll do Catholic Charities. And it's all worth it because you get the Eucharist. And today, it's Punchki Sunday as well. So you get a bunch of things combined this weekend. But let's begin with a little homily, shall we? This week, we hear the idea of leprosy quite a bit throughout the scriptures, and there's a physical, biological, medical issue to leprosy, of course. And as time gone on, our own ability to think and medical insights, we've been able to heal a lot of people, but Jesus healed miraculously the physical needs of a leper. But see, leprosy was more than just a physical, biological disease. There was an imposed isolation on people who had leprosy. So if you had leprosy, as we heard in the first reading, you were kicked out of the community. You had to live on the edges of towns. Pope Francis calls it the periphery. You were not a part of the community, you were apart from the community. And this of course created all sorts of even deeper pains and wounds. Not only were you struggling with something, now you were isolated from something, the community. You were cut off from being seen, known, and loved. And this created a deeper suffering than simply the leprosy itself. Now, the Jewish men and women did this because they didn't want it to spread to the whole community. So there was some wisdom to it, but it was one of those things where it involved an immense sacrifice. Namely, a person having to be a victim for the sake of everyone else coming together. Jesus comes onto the scene, and what does he do? He welcomes the lepers close. So now they're seen, they're loved, they're welcomed, and it begins to heal the painful isolation. And then on top of it, he even heals them physically. So the power Jesus has, not simply to heal biologically or medically, but to heal the whole person. Whenever we isolate or push people to the side, we're reducing their humanity for whatever reason. Only when you see the fullness of a person do you realize, I want to draw close. Everybody is somebody. Everybody has a name. Everyone is made in God's image and likeness. Everyone is loved by Jesus. And so we're invited to see and share that. But we do this all the time. It's not just leprosy. Sometimes we think of poor people, and we put them off to the side. Those are those people. Or there's people who suffer from addictions, right? And they might have caused immense pain to family and friends. And so there's a reasonable boundary that people put up for protection. And yet there's still a human person suffering from an affliction of addiction and isolation. We can do this even if you think of your own political party and then think of the other party. Or think of CNN and Fox News. Everyone uncomfortable now? Okay, good. (laughs) But we can see how we're just so separated, and Jesus is constantly trying to bring us to greater depths where there aren't these separations. This past Friday, I went to the Medina County Jail in the evening, and I was visiting an inmate. I was talking to him, and he was explaining to me how uh, if you get in some fights while you're in jail, which isn't uncommon, I guess, you get put in the hole, right? which is solitary confinement. Jail itself is the punishment we give to criminals. And then within that punishment, the worst punishment is isolation. And so Jesus is always drawing us out of isolation. His speaking into the depths of your heart draws you into a family known as the church. And through us, he wants to share his love and transform the world. And this happens in the three ways we've talked about often here as a parish. To know God, teaching and learning. Who is God? Who is Jesus? Who am I? What are lies? What are truth? What does God ask? What doesn't he? We have to know something about God in order to then love God. That happens through the sacraments that open our hearts and through learning to pray. And the third one is to serve God. Know God, love God, to serve God. To serve God is to put into practice the gospel. That's what Catholic Charities is all about. Catholic Charities organizes that impulse of the Holy Spirit so that all eight counties of our diocese, the numerous needs can be met, not just through a government handout, but through someone who sees every person as a person, who looks upon them as someone made in the image of God and wants to bless them in whatever ways we're able. And so we have this video to put some faces and stories on Catholic Charities before we make our annual appeal.
1: We live in a world that's very divided. We see it in every aspect of our lives. People feel so disconnected from other people. They feel disconnected from their families. They feel disconnected from God. And the answer to this, in my humble opinion, is to bring people together, to go out to the peripheries where people are suffering because of mental illness, because of poverty, because of social injustice. Embrace them. Bring God's love to them. God's love transforms our world. Without God's love, we are so separated from one another. With God's love, we begin to understand that we're brothers and sisters together. A safe place to live. Most of us take it for granted, but situations can change suddenly from a job loss to eviction, substance abuse, mental health, or family issues. When Todd found himself homeless, Catholic Charities Saint Elizabeth Center in Lorraine was there to provide emergency shelter, meals, and even find him permanent housing, helping transform his life for the better.
2: Being homeless is—it's scary. Got to take a shower. You don't have clean clothes. It's—I don't know. It's just depressing. So that's why I came to the shelter. Here at the St. Elizabeth Center, we service males only. So we have a 50-bed men's shelter here. Usually the immediate needs are when people come in here, they, they've exhausted all of their options. So they need shelter, they need a bed. We first focus on their immediate needs, food, shelter, clothing, things of that sort. Once they've been in shelter approximately a week, we move forward with the next set of items that we take a look at and the client is assessed. What that means is we sit down, we ask them a whole lot of questions to see how we can best help them. I was here for maybe a month and a half and I, and I told um, Amber, I'm about to leave. She says, wait a minute, Todd, there's seven positions coming open at Bridgepoint, seven apartments. Why don't we fill out an application? Within three weeks, I'm going in for an interview. Housing is not a quick process. Uh, What happens is we take a look at a full package of what a client has going on, and then we um, determine what they're best eligible for. I can tell you, in Todd's case, he's just been so appreciative of what we've done for him. Um, He he calls me all the time and just thanks me for how this has changed his life. It was funny, because I slept right over here, and there's a gentleman that slept next to me that I knew for a long time. And he's going through a rough time, now he's here. And I left for the day to leave to my apartment for the first time. Amber was giving me a ride, and he looked at me and says, Todd, where are you going, home? I says, yep, I'm going home.
1: Catholic Charities has had a long partnership with the Grafton Correctional Institution. But in 2020, their staff and several of the incarcerated men proposed a new opportunity teaming up to plant a large vegetable garden, and then donating the harvest to Catholic Charities' shelters and food pantries. This labor of love is transforming the hearts and minds of men in this state prison who volunteer to work in the garden.
2: I think every man in here, somewhere in their heart, they want to do something to kind of like give back or to serve a cause that's bigger than themselves. and. When you see these plants growing and you know where it's going, you start to care about it. The more that you care about something, the more you're gonna invest in it. We get to
1: see everything we produce, you know, from seed to plant to fruit, vegetable.
2: You know, it's really nice to see your work grow in front of your eyes. We're here because we made some mistakes. So it makes me feel good to do something knowing that I'm working towards correcting my mistakes and that I'm I'm helping people. These men need a sense of hope. Uh, knowing that, you know, what they're doing has a purpose, that they're taking care of something so much bigger than what they could ever dream of. And they do it because of the hope they're giving to the communities, uh, to the homeless. Well, I can help feed somebody and give back to the community that I'm all for. So that's that's what I get out the garden, just team building. It's like love. We, we, we kind of built our own culture out there. And it's just a beautiful situation to be in here in this type of environment.
0: We need to be
1: working together in order to create a community that restores, that takes people who have done things. Nobody is denying that wrong was done, but that wrong doesn't define the whole person. As I live and I experience, I change. And I think that's possible for all of us. coming to to ask for your support for our Catholic Charities. Our Catholic Charities here in Northeast Ohio, the Diocese of Cleveland, does so much good, and you can be a partner with the Church in doing good for others. Please give to the 2024 Catholic Charities Appeal.
0: We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church Brecksville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.